Welcome to uh, yet another edition of Fresh Off the Boat. This is uh, our podcast in the times of COVID, reconnecting with students I've known over the years. It's uh, my pleasure to uh, be chatting with Megha Chaudhary. Uh, she uh, graduated from Lady Sridharam College, Delhi University. Uh, later, you'll have to fill in the years, etc. But I'm just moving on. Uh, then, serendipitously, she sort of learned certain skills and is now heavily engrossed in work uh, in a company. Is it your company, Megha? No, it's uh, Tree Mouse. Uh, I, I'm in the capacity of a principal, but this was uh, started by a bunch of uh, uh, people within the design space itself. So the founder is Nishita Gill, and there was an initial team that uh, started this venture with her. Very interesting name, Tree Mouse. Uh, and it uh, we'll learn more about uh, how her life panned out and also her education at the Indian School of Business. Uh, so first question to you, Megha. What was it like knowing the fact that studying at Sanskriti where so many students go studying abroad and uh, you chose to stay back in India, was there FOMO? At that time, probably this phrase wasn't coined. But uh, <laughs> do you think there was a huge disadvantage or in retrospect, a huge advantage uh, having sort of created your networks in India? Uh, I, I think I'll be honest that it's a sort of a decision or something that I think about in cycles of three to four years. So uh, immediately out of Sanskriti, that I don't think was a very was a, was an active consideration to say that let's go out and study. And simply because I think at that point in time, some of the directions which I felt I was clear about, which was to say that uh, I did want to pursue a career in uh, communication design and marketing. And from that perspective, I found India to be a very, very interesting place to be in. Uh, purely just because of the kind of multiple narratives that you see around, uh, problems across whether you're, there, there's no such thing as a unified identity of who's Indian. And that was interesting. Uh, at the same time, this was also a point when I graduated, like still a blur, but I think uh, mid 2010, uh, where foray on digital for India had just started in a very big way. Everybody was, uh, you know, beginning to warm up to the idea of social media, of what you could do online, humanizing those experiences. So just that opportunity itself, within the context of uh, the larger playing ground, which I think at that point in time was coming across, was very interesting. So I. There was a time where, in fact, I had cleared, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the program, but this was a exchange between the government of UK and India. And I'd uh, actually gotten, I'd, through that, I got a job. But I decided to pursue this because just the idea of being immersed in a new spectrum within the country and an interesting startup, I think, just qualified, uh, hands down. Surely. So, so yeah. yeah. And about ISB then, when did that decision become... Uh, sort of cemented in your head and what was the experience at ISB? Uh, so I put in about two and a half to three years at Drizzlin, which was the startup I had joined freshly out of college. Uh, was like a very interesting and a dynamic workspace and taught me a lot, uh, even in terms of very, very, very interesting segues in terms of business development while also looking at, you know, the strategy side of things, creative, a lot of things were coming together. Uh, having said that, at that point in time, uh, the, you know, I think I would say that I learned to think digitally because of the team at Drizzlin, which uh, 
to me even today is a very enabling skill set because you do tend to look at things in a very different way from that perspective uh having said that the market at that point in time was still evolving for a larger uptake of what was considered uh you know very uh for digital or social media strategies in general and it was just curiosity to say that okay i think i'm occupying one you know between 1 to 5% of a larger brands outlay at that time it's interesting how that's increased many fold today but what are these other nuts and bolts that come into play like what what really is the larger ball game around uh, marketing and strategic communication so that's when uh, you know i thought that an mba would make sense and isp again came into consideration because I thought the idea of a two-year MBA versus one, where that's condensed, and also the fact that since I'd put in some amount of years behind me in terms of work experience, I was fairly curious to see what it would be to be in a mixed batch, where you know where that spectrum could keep changing. So I think that kind of then started cementing the decision to say that it's been a good amount of time figuring this out, and I. sort of knew where i would go had i not taken that uh, shift to say let me go ahead and study uh and within isb then the experience i think i would always say is an interesting mixed bag so you learned a lot from your peers you it, it's a very very powerful alum circle but i think purely from my perspective the initial bits were sort of difficult because my profile or at least coming from a very very different experience work wise it took me a while to shift gears to really understand how i fit into say the larger nomenclature of a business school so that's been an interesting journey and i think i learned a lot in that process uh, again uh, one of i think the biggest takeaways are just the strongest set of people that i hold true even today uh, work wise or even in terms of personal relationships but yeah it's been it was a sort of a roller coaster ride where it took me a while to figure out where can i really fit in this larger spectrum of what sure. what happens so in a school were to sort of uh, reflect back more into what is an mba curriculum at isb uh, what worked for you what was maybe not as effective for you personally and any inspirations which you draw from people there or even the resources that were offered i think one of the biggest vantage points uh, i was in the second batch for the mohali campus so firstly for isb there is no you know it it doesn't follow the iima model where everything is uh, campus specific to for all uh, you know basically it is at the end of the day it's operating out of hyderabad and mohali but there's a lot of flexibility in how you can approach your curriculum so the biggest thing that i think worked for me was that for this almost one year immersion a good part of it in the second half of your choice of electives exposed me to a lot more than i had anticipated i feel i came in with you know blinders on to say that okay this is going to be about figuring out the larger bigger picture about marketing like i just said but through the duration of the program a lot of interest in operations a lot of interest in sustainability communications uh, and in parallel actually some very basic courses around finance modeling and film 
I could not understand would have come very close to actually shaping the kind of uh, career choices I took later on, and we'll build on that uh, in a bit. Sure. So the fluidity there was one. Secondly, the fact that since this was the second year of the Mohali campus in running, a lot of the faculty which was coming in through ISB's Global Connects was in Mohali. So the advantage of uh, sitting in the same classroom, but being exposed to pedagogies which were sort of global, global again, was a very very interesting experience that came. Through. Uh, in terms of what didn't work, I would say that I think uh, certainly uh, at the end of the day, it is a B school that is geared towards uh, more of uh, you know shaping or at least solving for the larger side of a consultancy-led uh, practice in terms of how even people who want to pursue this would be heavier on that side. So you had to find your feet around you know certain if you had to really go deep in subjects which may not have been top of uh, consideration for a lot of people that could mean you know even in terms of just the kind of electives you took for communication marketing so i think balancing that is uh, not a default where and it's a, it's typical for any school right every b school is known for something so you've got to find your way through that uh, and the inspirational bit, like I uh, mentioned, that you had a mixed uh, crowd. Everybody came in with a good amount of work experience. And what really blew me away, away was uh, just the spaces from which people came. Like we had people who joined in from the army. We had urban developers who ent ended up becoming, uh, you have taken up very big careers in banking. We had mothers who, within just the first two or three years of having a baby were managing uh, the you know the stress of a b school and that so i think a lot of lot of personal learnings and inspirations on multiple fronts there that's great so in a way uh, it was your first uh, residential university experience and it did not disappoint you yeah. and you took the leap of faith and enrolled in a very new setup uh, but do you see isb hyderabad and mohali actually collaborating a lot it's very different like you said iims might be working in their own silos so for uh, purposes to say that can you draw from uh, just the larger shared space from a placements perspective from faculty it's one campus of course uh, as you spend time on a specific campus you do draw larger affiliations there uh, we were the second batch in mohali and i think in comparison a closer uh, sort of a closer crop of people. Uh, I believe now that I think even Mohali has scaled up way more in terms of its intake, but at that time it was less than half of what Hyderabad was. So it was, as a campus, very well connected, uh, very well rooted in terms of understanding where everybody came from. I think everybody literally knew the other person by name. I can't always say that was the case for people in Hyderabad too. So uh, in that sense, on collaboration fronts, you did have a student organized events and you had student bodies which constantly were in conversation with each other to figure out uh, you know, larger specificities like the marketing club, so on and so forth. You also had very interesting exchange chapters. So for the second half of your curriculum, you could decide to switch your campus if the course of your choosing uh, was actually on the other campus as well. So that again is a very interesting experience where midway you can decide and completely immerse yourself on the other side. So that's pretty interesting. So there were deep linkages and they currently do exist uh, yes. as well. Uh, so if you were to look at the day in the life of an ISB student and uh, 
reflect a little bit on that mm-hmm. what would you have to say um you know arjun one of the first things where when we joined <clears throat> excuse me even on our orientation there was this phrase to say that this is going to be like a roller coaster ride for the next rest of the year but it's going to be an interesting year i think that's the way to describe it because it's you're tested on multiple fronts uh you're also coming from a time where you know you've left your a certain sense of a staticness in your careers or you a certain sense of familiarity around you so it's a completely new setup with new people uh courses which you may not necessarily know so the first term is very interesting because just the combination of subjects and people you'll always be at at a position where you may not know uh as much as anybody else in the class and but you've still got to catch up uh so it's very hectic in terms of just the pace with classes during the day and then you've got to keep following that up with assignments there is a lot of emphasis on group work which i again i think is interesting because that is one skill or at least that's one part of the experience you do carry forth in your careers when you have to keep navigating conversations moving forth uh i think it's also a lot of systematic decision making which comes to you so it's not a linear program by all means the first four months are you know literally sort of uh a wake up call to say that this requires a certain degree of rigor and by the time you get used to establishing your rhythm around it that's when the beauty of just figuring out what you have to do is all the more interesting so the second uh part of uh you know the the last two terms specifically are very high on how you want to customize your uh final mba so is it operations is it marketing and that also comes on a reward point based system so you are clearly taking decisions at every point in time with a limited resource to say this is what i really want to do so the option hearing at that point in time becomes very interesting we've had examples of people thinking that they wanted to pursue one thing but when they got exposed to a larger set of ideas changed courses midway uh the opportunities for exchange uh, again all of this is already very heavy on the academic side the other interesting bits also then come in where uh, just formats like we had the isb premier league which is uh, sort of a sports tournament which is completely conducted from scratch and what i mean by that is even the ma- that goes deep into managing what it takes to manage a sports team as well so there's actual bidding there's actual money you're actually talking about performances uh, people are budding up as owners they are budding up as uh, team members on one side of the sport so a lot of this then kind of uh, has this interesting sense of camaraderie also that starts building but i think at the end of the day it's just that you're pushed in different directions and if eventually you need to find a certain sense of semblance for you the pedagogy is not limited to the classroom all these examples push you out and you constantly then keep figuring out okay what's the best way i can articulate or what's my expression of doing something yeah. very different it seems that you could definitely uh, be the director of admissions if i as <laughs> <laughs> clearly i'm sure they would have approached you or do you think everyone is as passionate as you are about the experience and the learning i would uh, say so this when- is yeah more hindsight at that time I, i'll be honest i hated it <laughs> because this was just like when does this get over but yeah a lot of it yeah absolutely right and the whole idea of the reward points and everything sounds very corporate right it and does. now you now you live a life which is seems like uh, you know generally people in the creative industry marketing slash creative industry uh, they do have a lot of fire and you know they do have targets but 
I'm sure there's also that side of you, the creative side of you, which yearns for that, this blue ocean and just clear thinking and finding your me time. Uh, so do you think what in reality you want in life is very different from what ISB prepares you for? Or um, it's kind of a mix? I think it's kind of a mix, to be honest. Like it's what it certainly prepared you for is uh, just the kind of uh, rigor or the kind of hours you would anticipate uh, in keeping with those jobs. But if I really, not just me, if I really think about a lot of my peers, I think uh, just the consideration for what is it that I really want work-wise, very interesting pivots in terms of jobs, in terms of how yeah, you want to work. Tell us about your journey. Yeah, I think tell us about that too and then connect it to the question. So, uh, like I said, I think for me, the first foray uh, broadly into, you know, wh what I also feel is very evolving as a set of marketing or branding communication was digital first. I started, I learned how to think on digital mediums before I even went deep into what's the larger 360 degree view of how do you create a brand or how do you even talk about marketing as a day-to-day -day reality for different things. Uh, ISP was, in that sense, it came in to say it was more than a 360-degree view where, you know, it was just not about one function, but it helped you think about what it would mean to run a larger setup or an entity from very, very different perspectives. So post that, uh, I joined the Godrej Group and I joined a special practice within the Godrej Group that existed at that time. It was called the Strategic Marketing Group. Our job was basically to keep a bird's eye view on how different initiatives within the space of marketing brand and research translated because a group with over about 120 years of existence meant that articulation of brands was very different there but there was also an opportunity about what you could leverage as brand Gothrich. Uh, I joined the digital team where we were still very early in terms of our initial forays uh, in terms of understanding what how does Gothrich start creating more opportunities for itself online and I think the first two years, again, were very interesting. So I've never really, from, from that perspective, I would say, had a corporate job per se. I've somehow always found, even within bigger conglomerates like Godridge, smaller teams which were possibly doing, slightly trying to do things differently. So here the idea was that how do you start uh, creating or how do you start creating more opportunities for uh, branded engagements or even how does the internet become a very interesting space to operate for a entity like Godrich uh, that comes in. Uh, so that was about two, two and a half years and I did then, there was an interesting opportunity that opened up within Godrich. Uh, so why this is interesting is because still now predominantly like i said digital first and scaling to say okay from the brand from the agency side to the brand side which always has also been a constant dilemma in my mind that where do i really sit so this opened up with godrish properties they were uh, launching their flagship project trees which is in vikroli and I think for me was possibly one of the most interesting junctures to kind of get uh, take that up as an opportunity because it wasn't a pure plain marketing role at all. Uh, so Vikroli as a region within Godrej is very interesting because uh, for Bombay, it has a lot of potential for the group. And I was very, I would say I was very lucky to get an opportunity to work in an in-house design studio, which Godrej Properties had, which was called the Godrej Properties Design Studio. I reported into um, 
the basically the design head uh, for uh, sorry the studio head for uh, GPL Design Studio and the design head for the company was my um, he was our region head as well. So this kind of came at a point where. I had some initial interest in what it could mean to be on the design side, but like I said before or till now, my you know a lot of the validation was very heavy on the visual side of design, not the most obvious graphic side of design. Even within Drizzlin, it was more about how do you represent things very differently. This was an interesting opportunity. It kind of started merging design as uh, a horizontal within different business specs. So design as a lens to marketing, design as a lens to sales, even from a business development standpoint. Uh, so it became a very interesting learning ground where you were forced to wear more than one hat. So any at any point in time, I wasn't just the marketing manager for Trees because I reported to the studio head of design and there was a certain ethos which the project generally carried about how it had to be developed. So those decisions and getting immersed, I think, on the process side of design was very new to me. Operating in a studio setup in a larger corporate was a very interesting experience, too, because just suddenly your the way you approach problems or the way you have to think about them is going beyond the usual frameworks you got equipped with so far. Well and said. yeah, yeah so I think even now segueing into uh, Treemouse and the work that you're doing there, which is kind of an extension of maybe what you were doing at Godrej or something totally new as well. So what mm -hmm. is your role here and how do you see it evolving? So uh, Treemouse is uh, actually fairly different from uh, Godrej properties. Uh, it's to begin with, uh, you know, the, the focus at Treemouse is really to understand how uh, you know deeper behavior so it's more behavioral in terms of its pursuit to say that can you start understanding nuances around people and how we live uh, by getting deep into behavioral aspects of problems and these can manifest themselves at any plane it could be a marketing problem it could be a product development problem so from that approach now uh, the lens of design and research at Remouse again is an entirely different dimension it's not coming in uh, i would say it's very very different from uh, godrej properties in the sense that it's heavily rooted in terms of understanding people around you in a very different way. So it's very heavy on that kind of an emotion. My role right now is that I, I look at uh, the business, uh, business development side and also like in terms of projects, how do you start aligning? Um, so you have this uh, bit where there is the behavioral side or there is the larger nudge factory side of things, but how do you start aligning that with bigger business problems? So as a setup, again, it's very interesting. We are a bunch of about 10, 15 people and collectively then we do start figuring out, you know, how, what are the kind of opportunities that come, whether it's healthcare, whether it's fintech. So some of our projects are where we are working very closely with uh, funded startups to understand, okay, what could be the next new dimension that comes in purely from, uh, you know, an application use case, which could drive more responsible behaviors towards uh, financial saving and spending. Uh, we're working very closely within the healthcare space to talk about what does it take for people to stick to uh, prescriptions in chronic illnesses, like especially if it's lifelong, what does it take for people to really come in? So I think the space Treemouse broadly occupies is between driving adoption and adherence 
So some of the vocabulary, I would say, I carried through because of my previous stints. And it's sort of overlaying it in an entirely different lens to say that, how do you create opportunities for wider uptake for ideas? And that's an ongoing journey at this stage. Fascinating. I'm sure uh, a lot of the linkages of a person who's a lifelong learner wants to adapt and sort of look at design solutions for industries as varied as properties to, I'm sure, fintech and like health uh, must be a very fast paced life. Do we uh, do you have uh, do you have idea factories? How do you actually operate? If it's only a 15 member team, do you work on an agile uh, work principle, scrums, team leaders, etc.? What is it that makes it tick? Because there's so many things going on. It seems. No, months. you're right. You're right. It's uh, it's it's. I would you know in terms of this being, it's interesting that you said that Arjun. So fast paced and agile. Agile certainly in terms of how we need to approach work. Uh, a lot of uh, happy chaos too, because I think I can't think of a project where we started with saying that we will do this and we actually ended up doing that. It, it keeps changing. That's really the nature of how you're looking at these projects, because the moment you start getting deeper into the kind of insights you're getting, you'll realize that there are actually three ways of looking at the same problem or that there is a higher potential somewhere. So it's uh, it, as a journey, I think this is an interesting place where projects do evolve in a co-creative mandate with clients. So you know, for, from that perspective, it's very different to say that this is really the prescribed brief and please stick to it. I think the, literally what you have to do on a project is an ongoing conversation. Uh, Fast-paced, interestingly, not so much. I think just as a team demeanor, um, again, an interesting stat, this is 99% of women-led team. Uh, our, our, our problems on diversity are the other way around. But it's very reflective as a workspace. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the time is really getting uh, into is, it, or gets expended in terms of really understanding that have we been able to cover every uh, every aspect of how you know this person or this set of people are thinking about this problem or where do these opportunities lie. Uh, how we go about projects again is there's no set stipulated structure. It's really to say that it starts with what is it that you know you really need to deliver on this engagement. And then within the team itself, it's a fairly diverse set. You've got a lot of people, interestingly, are from uh, design practices who've picked on ethnographic research in a very different way. There are people who've come in from the business side who've picked up you know, just the translation again from a research to a design lens in a very different way. So then it kind of comes down to how much of this is strategy, how much of this is going to be in terms of storytelling or narratives. And then you do decide uh, you know, how even within the same project, there actually might be opportunities where different people come in very quickly, assemble something, move out, and then it moves ahead. So that way, it's very agile, and it keeps evolving. Super. So I think we've got a sense of your journey, academic, and then work. And it seems that you're loving uh, what you're doing. That's uh, always uh, good to know. Yeah. I'm going to switch gears and give you a few rapid fire questions. All right. So the first one is if you were to name one, two or three influencers, people you follow or are inspired by, who would they be? Um, people I follow. OK, so then there is so I would say it's an interesting mix again. So 
one of the people who really influenced me very early on was interestingly madhu trehan so she is a journalist but it's just her way of uh, looking and approaching things which kind of was always you know just getting down to that degree of what is interesting the other one i would say is this gentleman called jan chipchees he writes a lot about ethnographic research he writes a lot about just again getting into uh, deeper insights the third person interestingly i would say is um my own mother to be very honest because i think just the ability for her to over time navigate both the professional and the personal front i think when i look at myself i feel i wish i had that balance so these are the three great next question if you were to uh, reflect on an embarrassing moment or a disappointment or a failure mm-hmm. what was the learning from that moment or those moments hmm um i think it for me the consistent one has been where i've been too close to the outcome too close to the notion of what the outcome would be in my mind to realize that it it won't have worked so i think the failures actually were necessary and they've kind of taught me just to be like you know give it your give it your best shot but there will always be some things which may translate differently you may not even know the specificities of how those things are so you need to be flexible around how you're approaching it and yeah sometimes the journey kind of then adds up more you need to then also know when to say no to something so those have been my learnings broadly all right one more so there's uh, mega has so many strands we've learned about it just by hearing Uh, but if you were to pick three words that describe your strengths or capture those strengths well what are the three words you'll pick um okay hmm. i think uh, one is just i i don't know i i don't think the word is perseverance but yeah like if i if i really want to get down to something i think i will i will figure out a way to do it the second one for a lot of time for me has been a strength that i like being a generalist you know from the very onset and purely from an academic or a professional route we've always had this thing about saying pick a specialization but i think that's my strength that i can connect dots between different fields uh design or otherwise marketing sales post sales design all of this coming together i think that is an interesting ability that in a way you are sort of multilingual in a very different thing so you don't you don't have to go to too too deep but there is an opportunity there and i think the third uh, somewhere would be maybe the fact that i you know there is a certain sense of earnestness with which you do operate so i'll be honest that i've been in places where i didn't know how to even get on with day one but people have possibly given me the benefit of doubt because of that and i think that to a great extent has enabled me as well that's great i think that's the humility and you're sort of going into something you're unfamiliar but knowing yes. that you can ask for help or ask for whatever advice to get going super i think these are very interesting especially you know the whole interest in learning uh, though you didn't directly say it but obviously it was completely applied throughout your journey uh and then the way you looked at your journey in design and uh sharing all the insights is very useful for all our listeners i'm just thinking of three or four students i know currently who would love to connect with you because they have that aesthetic but they know that they need to do something else 
and your journey in school and college and in the b school using all the electives and other opportunities at work to also use those skills and become better has been uh, really great as uh, something for us to know so i will invite you to a panel we'll awesome. do a session uh, which is more career focused for young people and different paths that they could navigate they don't have to decide now like you said it evolves over the yes. time uh, but yes uh, we are so happy that i'm so happy that we could connect again uh, after so many years so really looking forward to keeping that connection alive uh, thank you so much now thanks uh, for this opportunity arjun and it's always a delight to speak to you so this has been great